Welcome to the Driven to Succeed Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Olson, and today I have a special guest in Sam Boatman. Sam is from the Snyder team on EXP. Uh, you guys are located where? Was it? It's a Woodbury address, right? Well, we just got rid of our Oakdale Woodbury office, and now we are in downtown Lake Elmo. Oh, okay. You are now. Right, oh. on, right on Lake Elmo Avenue. Oh, there. so not where I was no, previously. No, okay. they moved. Right so... Bob and John actually own a building okay. in Lake Elmo, so they're converting part of that building into being our office. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so it'll be cool when it's done. Good. So, Sam, how long have you been with uh, Jennifer and Bob? I have been with them since April of 19, okay. I believe. is Right after they moved from Remax to EXP is when I jumped on board with them, and I had just come from uh remax team as well oh right on yeah so so they had some remax has had some defects there are deep people defecting to other companies exp yeah. is one of uh exp is one of the hottest growing real estate or brokerages out there aren't they it's it's yeah it's it's the new wave of real estate mm-hmm. like i think actually just yesterday they released all their you know quarterly revenue and all that stuff and it's all up right which not many companies can say that right that's for sure that's so i mean they don't have to pay for brick and mortar offices right it's so slick that's yeah it's a new it's a new way of conducting the real estate transactions and Mm -hmm. and i know um my aunt she she's a real estate agent as well she's on uh a different exp team mm-hmm. um but they when they made the move she was saying the same thing very mm-hmm. very happy um you know it is what it is i you know you and i have just started recently working together mm-hmm. and it's been a fantastic relationship i i believe anyway yeah, i mean yeah. i I, uh, you know, I feel like I do as best a job, as good of a job as I can, uh, making sure that I take care of your clients. But on the flip side, you as the real estate agent, I mean, everybody has had such fantastic things to say, you know, like you, you're knowledgeable, you take care of them well, and, yeah, and so forth. It's been a whirlwind this year, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fun. It's, there's a lot of really good people out there, and it's fun to get them from A to B. <laughs> right. You know? And that's that's the name of the game, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, do you say you work with more first-time home buyers than uh, or is it kind of a mix? It's really a mix, but I feel like I work with more first-time home buyers mm-hmm. just because of the people I know are sure. usually first-time home buyers right. right now or they're selling their first house and going into their second. Yeah. Right. Um, if it's someone new that I'm meeting at an open house or, um, you know, an internet generated person, it's usually either a first time home buyer or not. Right. It could be someone that's selling and moving up or selling sure. and downsizing. Or, right. You never know. Yeah. So. You brought up an interesting internet lead generation, right? So mm-hmm. you are, what I've known, noticed that you are really good with getting those people. And and that's not common. I'll be honest. I know a ton of real estate people and that's not a common thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you've been able to convert more of those, which says a lot about number one, your ability, you know, with you know, reaching out to people and making sure you make that connection and getting them out looking at some homes and, and keeping mm-hmm. that relationship. Cause that's a, it's a hard, for me, it's just about getting in front of them first. Right. 
and my biggest fear is sounding like a used car salesman. Right. You know, and being pushy. <laughs> you know, I feel like right now there's a lot of scripts going around. Oh, and sure. It's like some of it is true. Right. But, you know, I also don't want to push someone into something that doesn't make sense for them either. You know? 100%. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I came from the auto industry, so mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> oh. I, uh, no. Trust me, I got. I was really good at my job because I wasn't the pushy guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I? What was I, I? Still, when I went back, and this is years ago when I was actually selling cars, because um, I ended up in finance, and then twelve years of finance before I said I'm gonna go do mortgages. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> there's two or three years that I sold. And, you know, and I see, see these guys that just the pushy, right? Mm-hmm. Or just the greasy things that they would say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I did really well by just being active. Like, I mean, being, I, honest. I, being honest. And you know, when I say active, like I, I was trained. My old boss, he had told me one time, he's like, okay, you can get into finance if you can teach Ben how to sell 20 cars a month like you do. Right. And you say, if you can do this for three months, you can get them 23 months, you can go in finance. Because we've got to replace you on the show floor because, you know, you're going to take 20 cars off. The sh- that's, mm-hmm. that's their mentality, right? So, of course, <laughs> I sold 20 cars a month for Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, got, he did get really good. But it was one of the things is like, hey, when you're busy, just act like you're really busy because yeah. it, it, does, it, it does, you know, it shows the clients like that you're, you're – you're no, working you're for them, right? Yeah. You're working, in it, and it, it made all the difference in the world. And I'm going down this weird rabbit hole about car sales right now, and <laughs> this is a real I estate mean, podcast. But <laughs> realtors are compared to that, <laughs> right? By a lot of people that don't get it, like you know. And I'm sure there are a lot of agents out there that are like that. Yeah, you and know? I've I've dealt with them. Um, I know them, or I don't know them, but I've dealt with them before, and and I like you can just tell instantly so i'm i'm a very big you know when i talk to him on the phone i can usually make snap decisions right away and like it it, and a lot of people can Mm -hmm. um but again going back to your ability to not be like that be yourself Mm -hmm. and you know be honest and be genuine i mean that's really when sales comes down to it for me it's always about do i look at it from this way do i like the person i'm dealing with that i'm going to buy something from Right. If I like them, they have sometimes it's I'm a lay down. Right? Well, I mean, I tell people too. you know, like when it comes down to we're writing offers and, you know, talking about a buyer representation and all that good stuff. You know, usually if we've gotten to that point, we were, are working well together. Sure. But I always tell them I'm not going to hold you to something. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to work with me, I don't want to work with you. Right, you know, right. it's just as simple as that, and I feel like people have a lot of respect for that. Right, and I know some agents were like, "Oh no, you're under contract. There ain't no way you're getting out of this." Blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and you know, and I've 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 had to be the mediator in some of those discussions, and I was like, you know, right. my, yeah, I, I, I I don't want to be. That's not my job, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know, and it's and I can see from a buyer standpoint, like, hey they don't have my best interest at heart. Right. right. And yeah. and they don't want to let me out of my contract. Or Some people just think of a realtor as just a door opener. Right. Right. You know, and it's like maybe first there's parts of 
the job better you're actually opening the door i mean right. physically yes physically <laughs> but it's it's more than just showing pretty houses you know it's it's talking to people about what they think they're looking for it's kind of giving getting a read on what they said they're looking for and what we're looking at right and you know you know i've had people that like fall in love with a house that you know is great on paper Mm-hmm. And then they have like two little kids and the masters on the main floor and they mm-hmm. don't even think about that. Right. And I'll be like, now, do you want your bedroom by your kids? And they're right. like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. Right. 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 See, you and, know, that, like, and that makes a, a, you know, that makes a very, very good real estate agent. Right. Um, on top of like. You know, there's been a few of our podcasts and we've talked about this in the past. Is like people specifically the last couple of years like, oh. For sale by owner, you know, mm. they think they're going to get number one. If I'm going to buy a for sale by owner, I'm going to get a better deal. Or mm. um, <clears throat> I'm going to sell my own house. And it just, every time it comes up, I just like, oh, my God, this is going to be fun. Because <laughs> it, there's so much more that goes into it, in, in, you know, into yeah, I mean, the job. About, it's all about exposure these right. days. Like, right. and everything is online. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that without being marketed? Right. So you end up losing money in the end. It's, it's, a, the, it's statistics. The, the statistics for for sale by owners mm. literally do not, they do not make any more money selling it on their own. Mm. It's generally a bigger headache, bigger hassle. They don't know the ins and outs. You end up paying an attorney. Right. And yeah. it's just, it's then if there's something that goes wrong, I mean, it's, you know, I look at it from the lending side and, you know, it's just the simple things that even the purchase agreement that, that we need uh, to mess. have, or right? Yeah. It, it becomes a mess, and like, okay, we got this and this on it. Like, these shouldn't be on it. Well, and then you end up paying a buyer's agent anyways, because mm-hmm. most buyers have an agent. Right. Exactly. Because the buyer doesn't pay their agent, <laughs> why wouldn't they be represented? Right. And that's what that's yeah. the other thing is when when you're buying a home, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just gonna, oh, I'll just go through them. I'm right. just gonna call every listing agent on every house I like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, Sam, what got you into the real estate? What got you into real estate? Like, how did you get your start? Uh, the moment I was born, I was obsessed with houses. Okay. I mean, always. Yeah. I mean, my mom always tells the story that, like, ever since I was yay tall, like, I was screaming at her to bring me to the Prey to Homes. Oh, really? You know, that was my thing. <laughs> That's awesome. So, That's I've always great. loved houses. Sure. I always knew I was going to go into real estate. Um, you know, I tried after high school, like going, you know, to went to college, did the whole business degree thing, bored. Right. <laughs> um, oh, business degree? You were bored? Yeah, it was <laughs> Go boring. <figure. laughs> um, you know, worked for a bank for a while. Then I worked for like this place in Minneapolis that I. I wasn't there long because I didn't understand it all. It at all. It was sure. something to do with title and getting <laughs> codes over to the county for things to be recorded. It was sure. like it was like a data entry behind the scenes thing. And I'm right. like, no, no. <laughs> and my mom has been in the title industry for like 33 years. Okay, so right I've kind of grown up. Sure, around around it, around the industry. It. Yeah. yeah, right on. So that's kind of what. Got me into it. And then I was working for an appraisal company mm-hmm. in Little Canada. They aren't even there anymore. Okay. Um, but I was working for them for a couple years. 
and I just like randomly took the leap of faith and got my license and tried to do it part time and realized you can't do that. No, if man. you're gonna have a career in it, you need to just you gotta jump dive in. all in, right? I get messages from new agents usually with expensive brokerages like Edina or all right, you know, whatever asking how do you do it full time it's so hard right now i'm like well it's hard for any agent right now but it's i can't even not knowing what i'm doing i i don't know i don't know how to right. do it right so you know having the the way you know what i like about exp and what i've heard anyway i you know, obviously don't work for exp but i've just seen you know i <clears throat> i've only been you know in the mortgage industry for now seven and a half years um, but I had a, you know, was under a great study, great mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I went to a different company, then came back. Uh, but you start to learn, like, what's out there, what's not, like, who's, who does what. And you start learning all these. But then you start looking at the real estate side. And this is where I really wanted my focus was to be is I love working with new agents, growing with them together, you know, watching somebody go from, like, 20 units to 40, mm-hmm. 50, you know, um, and just watching that success, right? Mm-hmm. But seeing like how teams have, you know, EXP, you have the transaction coordinators and you have your whole team behind you and, mm-hmm. and you have somebody to go to when you need any help. I really like being on a team, you know. Yeah. I don't see why I couldn't do it on my own. You know, there's no reason someone can't. Right. But being on a team is just so... It's, there's it's nice having the support and... An, I've seen like a lot of solo agents. I feel like they get lonely in a weird right, way. Right. Like, I don't know. I like having the camaraderie and you know. I I feel like it's the industry has really just gone to more of just team aspects all the way around. How you make it? I feel right. like. Yeah, I mean, because number one, it's obtaining new clients, right? Mm-hmm. So you have your sphere. Cost share. Right. Your brand you know, recognition. Right. Exactly. You know. And then you know. If you're going on your own and you have to try to come up, pay for all of the like lead generation or pay for even marketing, just, the, the marketing is unbelievable, right? I mean, a postcard, a postcard is a thousand dollars a month, right? For right. a neighborhood, right? Exactly. Know? So it's like, so if you don't have all the transactions coming mm-hmm. in, it's like the chicken before the egg type yeah. of deal, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's you know, I, I, more and more is just team aspect. And that's mm-hmm. what, you know, and AXP has really been a good part of that for you guys, uh, I yeah, believe. The, just being able, the exposure you get with EXP just online and mm-hmm. the things you can do to market listings. And I don't know, there's a whole list. I mean, I can go on their little enterprise thing and pull this or that to, you know, do a post sure, that you don't have sure. to pay for. Right. You're, you're, it makes, they, they streamline making your marketing yourself easy, mm-hmm. right? Well, and a lot of brokerages do do that. Right. Um, but, I mean, there's so much more. The revenue share that you can get into by getting agents over to eXp, you know, showing them how much money they can save by being sure. with a virtual brokerage. Right. You know, EXP has healthcare now. See, and that's that's like, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, when's the last time a real estate agent didn't have to pay for their own healthcare? Right. right? right. So that's that, that's that's pretty awesome. So we got to know a little bit about you. 
Um, growing up, you loved. What other hobbies? What do you do? What do you do when you need to get away or break? Where do you oh, do? You like is there anywhere you like to go or? I don't know anywhere I can travel if I right. you know have the time or, you know the energy to do it. Um, I've got a dog. She's like my world. Yeah. Um, What's her name? Baguette. She's <laughs> Baguette. a golden doodle. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. How, she's, she's pretty she's tall then? She's about 50 pounds. Okay, yeah. all right. She's white. She's just adorable. Sure. That's awesome. Um, I don't know. Hanging out with friends, normal stuff. Right. It's always a hard question to answer. <laughs> right. I don't have, like, that many hobbies, <laughs> to be very honest. Hey, uh, when you when you just work, it is what <laughs> yeah. it is, right? But when you yeah, love I mean, your work, then it, that's kind of your hobby in itself. As I get older, I like being home and right. becoming more of a homebody. Home like, yeah. you know, like. I don't know. Yeah. And you are, so you are actually located, you are you live in Wisconsin, right? No. Oh, no, you're in I live you're in, in South Maplewood, okay. which is basically Woodbury. Right, right. So, like, right off Valley Creek, kind of by that Costco. Oh, sure. Over right that on. way. Yeah. Um, so, but grew up in Stillwater. Okay. Um, so that's really home. Sure. But, like, where I am now is awesome just because I'm so central. Right. Can I can get, get right into the cities in 10 yeah. minutes. I can get to the airport. Four minutes from Woodbury, 15 minutes from the airport. Sure, you know, sure. So it's nice being right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, you know, I lived way back in the day. I lived out in St. Michael. And, man, was that brutal right mm. going downtown it was 45 minutes you know mm. uh airports even further you know then i got to minneapolis and you know now i've lived around like edina minneapolis mm. i haven't lived on the east side at all outside of nor- northeast minneapolis right mm. across the river but uh but See, yeah i've only ever lived i mean when i was little like up till like middle school i lived up in north branch and that's when we moved to stillwater seventh yeah. grade you know, so I always consider Stillwater is where I grew up. You know? Right, right. But yeah, I, we. Um, I've talked about it before on other podcasts. I, <clears throat> I love Stillwater. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, uh, I, it's, it's I do. That's now. where I see. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That's where I do see myself at some point having a property at is in Stillwater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll get back over there at some uh, point. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, that's where. Isn't that where the Minnesota was actually born, right? Mm-hmm. The first city, first city or first town in Minnesota is Stillwater. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah. People that live there don't even think about like how picturesque it is. <laughs> right. It's, but you go there in the summer and it's just like crawling with people from all over, it's, and you're it's, like, why? Right. You know. But it's, it's super cute. Right. It's in just, the last ten years, Stillwater has done so much downtown. They got, they, you know, oh I remember. God. I remember back when they even had it. There was a Dairy Queen right on, mm-hmm. you know. But then they they said no more, no more franchise. Can't have franchise downtown. And thank God, when I was twenty one, it was like way more of a party scene. Oh yeah, yeah. The weekends were all party buses and weddings, and I mean they still have that, but, but like it's, it's now it's higher end restaurants. Like, sure, you know they're bringing a, a different clientele to yes. the 
yes. to the area. And it's, uh, <clears throat> I do, I, you know, I, I had a boat on the river down there for nine years. This is the first year I haven't been down there. Mm -hmm. Um, just besides hanging out with some friends for a few hours. So I do miss it. Uh, I already know I'm going to be booking a room at like the Crosby or something Amazing. in the, in the mm -hmm. near future. They have the so. best food. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the, the food around there. Lolo's, Lolita's, mm -hmm. like, oh, it's been awesome. Oh, I my current obsession for food, I'm probably getting off topic, topic, but Hazelwood just opened in Woodbury. Okay, Hazelwood. And I had never heard of it before. Sure. But they have one in Edina. Okay, really? Yeah, but it, it's incredible. What kind, of, what kind of inspired food is that? Is it, is, I don't know. It's kind of everything. I okay. mean, they have burgers. They have salads. They sure. have pasta. They have – it's like an American. Sure. But the service is incredible. The food is just incredible. Talk about service. I know we're way off topic topic <laughs> yeah. now, but this is this is the reason why we do this is to actually get to know people mm -hmm. and have you know we have great real estate talks. But um, talk about service. So this goes back to you provide a great service, right? Right. To your clients, I feel like I provide the best service I possibly can to my clients. Mm -hmm. And what COVID did to some restaurants to just ordering online, right? Mm -hmm. On your phone. Um, somebody just comes and drops off your food. There's mm -hmm. no real communication. Mm -hmm. There's just a gratuity put on it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm not coming back to this place anymore because I'm all about service. I love, I give good 2020 service. 2020 was my best year in the business. You know, yep. it's like, why? Well, right. the market, but right. I think service has something to do with that. Uh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's it's giving that, that service is what, you know, we kind of got, we were talking about a little bit, you know, why people go to for sale by owner. They think they can save all this money mm -hmm. or the, the, they sell their, they can save all this money. And they, you know, I've heard before, real estate people, real estate agents get paid too much money. And they don't realize all the things that go into it. Number one, you're self-employed. Right. right. Well, and I wish I was getting the check that they think we get. hundred percent. They yeah. have no idea what, mm -hmm. like, by, by the time you chop out the marketing expenses, brokerage taxes. fees, taxes, I mean. Yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. You, you take all that photos, out and it's like, and yeah. then, okay, let's talk about when it was really tough, you might put 10 offers in for a client before you get one accepted. Mm -hmm. How many hours of driving around? How many hours of doing this on the phone, doing this? Yeah. And it doesn't stop there. So the I'm available 24 seven. Right. I don't feel like I'm ever like turned off. <laughs> so when people ask me, you know, a lot of people that get into the business, a lot of people that do really well are people that are in the service industry. Right. I've seen a lot of really successful bartenders. Bartenders, you number know, one, like right? People like that, but there's no, but the people that have worked, you know, 10 to three Wednesday through Friday for the last 10 years, they aren't going to do well. Right. You know, you're always available. I think that's kind of a reality right. shock for a lot of people. Like you have to constantly be available. Well, it's funny you say that. So back to my car selling finance mm -hmm. uh, days, you know, I had to work every Saturday, be there at 830 mm -hmm. and finance your last person to leave. I mean, a lot of times we're getting out of there seven, seven thirty. Yeah. So Friday, between Friday and Saturday and big weekends, I would put like 22 hours in those two days. Yeah. Right. And I was burnt out Monday through Friday. Some nights I'd be there till 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, 
I just I want to get away. I want to work from more from home, and right. you know, and now now I am twenty four seven too. Mm-hmm. But it's a different it's a different twenty four seven because yes, I am at home when I'm answering these phone calls. I could be at home. I could and, be in bed. Right. Right. But I'm still on my phone. Right. Exactly. You know. Right. So given that giving that level of, uh, of of service to your clients is is fantastic, and that's why you know that's why I wanted to bring you in, spotlight you know who is Sam, right? And um, uh, I'm glad you did come in. I want to thank you again for yes, it. Thank you. And uh, in the future, I hope to have you on again. Yeah. You know, and then in the coming future. So, anyway, anybody has any questions for Sam? You, you live in Wisconsin, Minnesota over on the east side of Minnesota, west side Wisconsin. And you work kind of all throughout the region. I mean, I've gone all over. Right, so please contact, we'll have his contact information below. Like like and subscribe. Uh, Thank you very much, and thank you again, Sam, for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you.